are her people. Only we who hunt mammoth live in this region. I have no people, Ayla said, lifting her chin with a touch of defiance. Talud appraised her shrewdly. She had spoken the words in his language, but the quality of her voice and the way she made the sounds were strange. Not unpleasant, but unusual. Jondalar spoke with the accent of a language foreign to him. The difference in the way she spoke went beyond accent. Talut's interest was piqued. Well, this is no place to talk, Talut said finally. Nezi will give me the mother's own wrath if I don't invite you to visit. Visitors always bring a little excitement, and we haven't had visitors for a while. The lion camp would welcome you, Jondalar of the Zelandanyi, and Ayla of no people. Will you come? What do you say, Ayla? Would you like to visit? Jondalar asked, switching to Zelandanyi so she could answer truthfully without fear of offending. Isn't it time you met your own kind? Isn't that what Isa told you to do? Find your own people? He didn't want to seem too eager, but after so long without anyone else to talk to, he was anxious to visit. I don't know, she said, frowning with indecision. What will they think of me? He wanted to know who my people were. I don't have any people anymore. What if they don't like me? They will like you, Ayla, believe me. I know they will. Talut invited you, didn't he? It didn't matter to him that you have no people. Besides, you'll never know if they will accept you or if you will like them if you don't give them a chance. These are the kind of people you should have grown up with, you know. We don't have to stay long. We can leave any time. We can leave any time? Of course. Ayla looked down at the ground, trying to make up her mind. She wanted to go with them. She felt an attraction to these people and a curiosity to know more about them. But she felt a tight knot of fear in her stomach. She glanced up and saw two shaggy step horses grazing on the rich grass of the plain near the river, and her fear intensified. What about Winnie? What will we do with her? What if they want to kill her? I can't let anyone hurt Winnie. Jondalar hadn't thought about Winnie. What would they think, he wondered. I don't know what they will do, Ayla, but I don't think they would kill her if we tell them she is special and not meant for food. He remembered his surprise and his initial feeling of awe over Ayla's relationship with the horse. It would be interesting to see their reaction. I have an idea. Talut did not understand what Ayla and Jondalar said to each other, but he knew the woman was reluctant, and the man was trying to coax her. He also noticed that she spoke with the same unusual accent, even in his language. His language, the headman realized, but not hers. He was pondering the enigma of the woman with a certain relish. He enjoyed the new and unusual. The inexplicable challenged him. But then the mystery took on an entirely new dimension. Ayla whistled, loud and shrill. Suddenly, a hay-colored mare and a colt of an unusually deep shade of brown galloped into their midst, directly to the woman, and stood quietly while she touched them. The big man suppressed a shudder of awe. This was beyond anything he had ever known. Was she Mamut? he wondered with growing apprehension. One with special powers? Many of those who served the mother claimed magic to call animals and direct the hunt.
but he had never seen anyone with such control over animals that they would come at a signal. She had a unique talent. It was a little frightening, but think how much a camp could benefit from such talent. Kills could be so easy. Just as Talut was getting over the shock, the young woman gave him another. Holding on to the mare's stiff stand-up mane, she sprang up on the back of the horse and sat astride her. The big man's mouth gaped open in astonishment as the horse, with Ayla on her back, galloped along the edge of the river. With the colt following behind, they raced up the slope to the steps beyond. The wonder in Talut's eyes was shared by the rest of the band, particularly a young girl of twelve years. She edged toward the headman and leaned against him as though for support. How did she do that, Talut? the girl asked in a small voice that held surprise and awe.